0: Welcome to Fiction to Function, I'm Sean Melton
1: And I'm Seth Moulton
0: This is uh, our first episode In our Enneagram series Um If you're unfamiliar with the Enneagram Then uh, I would highly recommend Listening to our uh, previous episode Which is just titled The Enneagram Um In short, it's it's a personality Uh, you know System In which is based around Nine different types, uh and there's, you know, three triads, which are uh, gut or reactionary, mind or intellectually focused, and then um, emotional or heart. And in uh, the sake of starting and trying to keep with the triads, our first episode is going to be on type two. Um, and the episode is going to be kind of broken up into two halves. Uh, because we want to talk about the film that we want to talk about, um, which if you've uh, you know, listen, if you've clicked on this, you realize is Paul Thomas Anderson's Magnolia. Uh, and then we'll kind of get more into type two, which is called the helper or the giver um, towards the end. And the two hopefully will, will blend into one another. We should say that it was very much our intention to have, uh, we really wanted to try to have a, a uh, type two here on the episode with us. And we'll try to work that out. Um, Whenever possible, whenever we're able to to uh, have somebody who self-identifies as the type um, kind of come in and, and uh, give us a first-person perspective um, on that, uh, we're, we'll make the, every effort to do that. But in this case, our type two, our our, our go-to is our go-to to is uh, our brother Shane, who is living in Hawaii. Uh, and he's actually, um, going to school, uh, to be a pastor. And I feel like that's worth bringing up when it comes to type twos. Um, and we'll kind of come back on that, uh, a little more later. And maybe it's good that we don't have him here because twos are naturally, um, self deprecating, self deprecating. Yeah. yeah. So I can kind of assume that in listening to this, even he'll, he'll, anything that looks like he's being prodded up is not going to be something he's super uh, comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and it's, to a degree, an admirable quality. So we'll get to that. Um, mm-hmm. But to start, uh, we're going to kind of dive right in, I guess, to Magnolia. Do you remember the first time you saw this?
1: Um, all the way through, not until like about uh, a year, uh, year and a half, two years ago.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, had you seen like Bits and Pieces before?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's such a long movie. I would walk, walk in and watch like parts of it and it was like a soap opera because there are so many different storylines going on at once, you know? Right. So, yeah. I never like sat with it until recently, relatively recently.
0: Yeah, so it's interesting because um, the film is, uh, a lot of people that I know have had that that same experience and when i say a lot of people i know i mean a lot of people that at some point or another i've lived with mm-hmm. um which i guess is a testament to how many times i've watched this movie yeah uh, this is actually one of my favorite films um paul thomas anderson uh is actually one of my favorite directors is he
1: your favorite director he might be my favorite director yeah
0: okay and yeah. your first introduction to him was and i want you to think about this because i think I'm wondering if it's the same one or not.
1: I think it was um, uh, Punch Drunk Love.
0: Yeah, I that was that. that was mine as well. Was it yours? Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I bought Punch Drunk Love on VHS. Mm-hmm. Because, and what a funny segue this is in yeah. life. Because I liked Adam Sandler. Yeah. So that was a new Adam Sandler movie that I wanted to check out. And it was rated R, so I didn't get a chance to see it. And so when... Blockbuster was Putting out their Used movies for five dollars I
1: It was VHS too Yeah I bought the VHS
0: Of Punch Drunk Love And I watched it on my Tiny We probably both watched it On my yeah. tiny screen In my bedroom um, yeah, In high we school probably,
1: what, like, four, I was probably like Fourteen or Fifteen. Yeah, 15. yeah. yeah
0: that would have Made sense I was I was in high school yeah. mm-hmm. um, And I was Really taken with it um, In a weird way It had such an Interesting effect on me I thought it was funny mm-hmm. um, But it's also I mean it's literally dark It's visually it's really dark. dark It's shot dark yeah it's actually not that dark of a movie yeah um, but there is kind of a griminess to it
1: mm-hmm. um, but it was very like real
0: yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, at some point we may come back to punch trunk's love so I don't want to go too much into all of that but that was mm-hmm. my first that was my introduction to him yeah and as time went on eventually um, I saw there will be blood yeah another film that we will probably go into, so I won't spend too much time on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that came out the same year as No Country for Old Men, mm-hmm. and that was interesting because a lot of people talked about uh, some people who I actually really uh, some opinions I really trust, um, and I know that I think that some of them have recanted this take. But they they felt like these were films that both of them they're like nothing really happens. They pick up on one day and they end on the other, mm-hmm. um, which is completely was not my take on them, um, even on first viewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that when I when I finally came to uh, Magnolia, um, I I think a lot of it had to do with uh, the appreciation for the actors that were in it. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up being a really big Tom Cruise fan from a young from a pretty young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is somebody who um, I, I miss uh, immeasurably. Um, he's He's just an incredible actor, mm-hmm. and so, and then you had John C. Riley, you know what I mean, and you have you know uh, William H. Macy, and there's so many people in the in the film that I, I really loved, and the concept of something so large is this, um, but also is is small and intimate as it is, is it was something that was always very appealing to me, mm-hmm. um, and when I finally sat down to watch the film the the movie from from, you know the first shot I was done.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I, I say all the time I'm like this. The movie has, and this is incredibly impressive to me, is uh, it has two of my favorite openings because mm-hmm. the film kind of starts twice. Yeah, it starts with the stories of these like serialized, uh, you know, quote unquote coincidences, mm-hmm. uh, and a narrator saying you know there has to be something more out there than this. Yeah, and then the second sc- scene is a uh, shot. Uh, it, it's a it's a montage of. Characters being introduced with Amy Mann's cover of Three Dog Nights One played to it, and it's just it's it, it roped me in. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your thought coming into watching the the? You said that you came in kind of watching bits and pieces of it. Can you mm-hmm. give me the transition of that to actually having seen it?
1: Well, it's just such a behemoth of a movie being three hours long, it it was not, I mean, like, it's really hard for me because I gotta be honest and tell you that despite the fact I'm doing a movie podcast and despite the fact I love movies, I also, uh, kind of have a hard time sitting down for more than two hours. Right. You know? Um, unless if I'm really, uh, so, so, I, I, I was not very, um,
0: it was high on the list
1: <laughs> about it but uh, but with that being said I mean it it, it, it definitely um, wrote me in once I sat down and watched it it does not seem like a three hour long movie right you know um, mostly I think because he balances and blends this character so well I've heard people say like looking at even reviews and stuff like people have bad stuff to say about it talk about how uh, he doesn't do that well, but I couldn't disagree more yeah. with it because I'd say like it's very. I mean, like he does a great job like rushing things sure. and um, blending it in. But yeah, so so yeah. I mean, I, I, I it took me a while to sit down with it. For I mean, especially considering the fact that he. I mean, I think that that's actually I've seen every one of his movies prior to this was the last one.
0: Oh really? Yeah. So you saw Boogie Nights before? Yeah yeah that's a good uh well and bad like i guess uh precursor to this film because i think it's a little bit shorter
1: right Mm -hmm. I think. Um, so. but
0: it also follows you know a good deal character i mean it follows one character primarily like
1: more crazy and and more not engaging but it was just you know once again
0: which one did boogie nights mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah where this one it's like oh it's a bunch of people like you know especially i feel like the early 2000s just did that so much yeah, that it was like obnoxious, you know. Did um, what? Like having like a ensemble. A huge cast. ensemble,
0: yeah. This and one came out in, um, and I actually it just
1: didn't, yeah it came out when ninety nine, yeah. So,
0: but I know it, but it's still yeah. it's still around that time. And, well, it's still and after up, I
1: watched it, regardless, you know, yeah, there
0: wound up being yeah. a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was uh well, and what did so well you said so when you watched it, mm-hmm. one of the things you you mentioned that I love that you mentioned was the idea that it moves as well as it does. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost plays like a, like it, it makes me almost think of like a musical piece yes, because yeah. it lifts and it goes down and it lifts and it, and with all the characters it, it does this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even you saying, you know, a lot of people compare this to, and I think that there's some inspiration um, there from Robert Altman who, uh, you know, Nashville and shortcuts. Mm-hmm. And so these are other films with a wide um range of characters mm-hmm. all interacting and, and, and their storylines interceding with each other um, and I I mean I'll be honest as uncultured as I may sound with this like for example uh, the most recent one I, wa- I watched Shortcuts not that long ago yeah. and I wasn't interested with, with most of what it had to yeah. offer as opposed to this and I think that some people kind of had a problem with um, maybe him playing so many things on the on the nose as much as he did he didn't like it it's not really it is about life as it happens but these are definitely like the characters are are maybe are they're they're turned up a couple notches from what everyday life but i think that's part of the circumstance and that's part of what the narrative um desires
1: yeah
0: uh i really like that though i really i really like the the structure i really like how quickly it moved um I found so many of the characters interesting, and even when I go back and watch it, when I first saw it, I was primarily taken with, I mean, the first shot that Tom Cruise shows up. Mm -hmm. You're not, like, super uh, excited about his his character. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. and as time's gone on, I've I've kind of myself I've become more and more empathetic towards his character, and mm-hmm. I've I've found him more and more interesting. Mm-hmm. But at the time, at the, orig- at, the, at the at the beginning, it kind of was a lot of it was was um, about Jim okay. Curring, uh the okay. John C. Riley's character, yeah. the police officer. He was actually the one who really interested me. I thought he was kind of funny. He's a little dopey. Yeah. My understanding is actually that um, Paul Thomas Anderson and John C. Riley had worked together. Doing some shorts or something, developing a character that was like an unintelligent police officer. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like a dope mm-hmm. and this kind of evolved from that, which you want up being a character that's so much more and you know I'll get more into that yeah. in a little while. But yeah, a little bit of, of you know history on it. you know we brought up Boogie Nights um a movie I uh, really cannot in good conscience recommend, frankly, yeah, um, but it's not know,
1: that good either.
0: There's yeah. a you don't you don't like it.
1: It's not I mean like yeah, not really.
0: <laughs> That's a people love it and yeah. and I'm not I'm going to make a deliberate choice not to speak too much on it because I'm my feelings are very conflicted with it yeah. because on one hand I know that it's not I there's a lot of people talking about there's a lot of talk about how it's it's it is actually demonizing the industry that it's um, about the
1: porn industry mm-hmm.
0: yeah but it's 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 not it's quite explicit mm-hmm. in how it portrays it and that might be for a certain purpose but all the same if you're if you have just dis- any disdain for that the last thing you want to watch is like two and a half hours of it yeah sure. um so it's 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 a rough one but there's a lot of depth to it and there's a lot of heart yeah, and there's it's and just, just of his work yeah, I and, would, say. yeah and i would yeah and i would i would agree yeah um uh, in contrast, though, so after this, uh, it, I think there was a lot of critical success around this, and and because of that, they told him that he could do. They, uh, uh, I think it was New Line Cinema. I think that's who it was. Mm-hmm. They told him he could do whatever he wanted, mm-hmm. and this was the result. And a strange result it was. Um, yeah. I wanted to spend some time talking about um, all the characters, but and 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 let this be the start of the blending. I think that the characters of Jim Curry and, and Phil Parma, which are, are John C. Riley and Phil Seymour Hoffman's characters, they represent, I think, a really good example of what it looks like to um, what a two in a positive place looks like. Yeah. And I thought that it was really interesting because uh, I had a really difficult time choosing Magnolia for this this yeah. this episode um, on one hand because I was like oh it's, it's so good on it's own and I can do you know talk mm-hmm. so much about so many elements of it by itself um, and uh, on the the other reason being that it's 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 about so many people so yeah it's about these two guys but it's also about 18 other people or whatever you yeah. know um, however I thought maybe that's a good place to start yeah is here's a lot wide range of people and especially given the type 2 uh, is so others focused mm-hmm. and their attention is uh, so poured outward and their intent is really on helping and mm-hmm. and aiding and uh, nurturing the world. This might be a good place to start. Yeah. so talking about some of the other characters, um what's your most interesting plot line to watch, even if it's one of those two?
1: Um, I think in hindsight. If I can be honest with you, I hated Tom Cruise the i I've only seen the movie twice, by the way. Sure. But yeah. Uh, the first time, I would say probably Philip Seymour Hoffman. Sure. You know. Um, but uh, probably the second time, it might be Tom Cruise, just because you know he his character is a lot different the second time through. But
0: yeah, you know. He was the one that this last time I watched. I found uh-huh. myself I most invested in, other than actually Philip yeah. Hoffman.
1: Well, like, for one, because he's Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, he just steals the show in that regard. Just, yeah. He's very energetic and. You know, he was nominated for this. Offensive. Yeah, yes. In this one, but. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he kills it. You know.
0: Yeah, and he—it's he, a really tragic character, and as you start to understand what he's been through, mm-hmm. and I think that that's one of the big things that. And the film kind of asks the question Jim Curring, who's kind of Um He was my initial favorite character watching it And now he's like second to to Philip Summer Hoffman's character, Mm -hmm. I love them both Um, but I was really I was really taken with his His Character, because even when it, you know Even at the start of the film Mm -hmm. Um, the song starts to, To lull into that Uh, if you're familiar with the song Um one by three dog knight, or in this case covered by Amy Man, it starts to lull into the. It just it's uh, it's just no good anymore since you went away, mm-hmm. and it kind of hits that lull as you see Jim, this this you know police officer, this this uh, you know Dudley Do Right sort of character, mm-hmm. um, kneeling on his bedside and praying, yeah. and he's watching the news, and he's like laughing to the news. And you get the feeling that he thinks, like, that's what a person's supposed to do. Yeah. Like, he kind of lives his life, like, just kind of playing the role that he's... It's like, he's like a boy man. Yeah. Um, And he is like a boy man, but he's also very much uh, a hero, which, again, we'll get to in in a little bit, but... Um, I was always so taken with that character from from that yeah that, that very start. Mm-hmm. And then to hear him narrate so many, you know, of the important. He's
1: probably you know, the main character in a way. I guess say. if you'd have to say I, anybody, I, guess, I would yeah. kind of
0: say he was. Yeah. Um, he's if we have a POV character, I think mm-hmm. it might be him. I mean, they're all kind of POV characters, but I think if we have one that's trying to he he plays narrator a little bit. Yeah, that's what does. I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah. So when he's he's narrating at one point he's he's talking to himself uh or god or mm-hmm. whoever and he says you know what can you forgive mm-hmm. and i think that there's that whole role that kind of plays into to a lot of characters um but if we're specifically talking about um frank tj Mackey, mm-hmm. tom cruise's character uh he's here you've got this guy and his whole being is degrading women and treating them like Conquests and, and yeah. animals to be caught. Um, and to sit here and listen to him, and I think especially when I was younger, I watched this role and I just thought, you know, we've talked about this a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were like a couple decades ahead of the curve on the feminist movement. Yeah. <laughs> because our, our mother was, uh, I mean.
1: Raised us with morals. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah.
0: yeah, so it's like we grew up seeing, and this is crazy, but women as people. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Right. And so because of that, there was kind of this. So so especially to see this guy talking about women like this.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And it's so jarring from the start, and it's so yeah. so interesting because I I it, I guess it's it shows what growing up looks like in a sense, and and I don't know which per, which person's better to be, because <laughs> at once I was so repulsed by this when I was younger, um, which I think is good, uh, yeah. and I'm still repulsed by it. Yeah. But as I've gotten older, I recognize while it's repulsive and while it's 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 disgusting and I couldn't state this strong strongly enough I don't condone his his anything about him as a person at mm. all he's awful right but I have empathy for him in hearing that something in his wires got twisted with mm-hmm. his father being the monster that he was and beating him and leaving his mo- himself to take care of his mother uh, yeah. And it's like, so is he. And it makes you kind of question that conflict of relationship he must have with women, I guess, right? Right. Um, Because he obviously loved his mom more than. I mean, he hates this guy, right? And then it's, you know, to watch him break down on the side of the bed and then saying, you know, please don't leave. Don't die.
1: Yeah.
0: It's a heartbreaking thing to watch. He's an excellent character. And again, there's tons of these, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, The. uh, Another one that really got me this time watching it, I watched it last week. Because I should say, like, there's characters who I've always. Um, my heart just went out to incredibly and mm-hmm. the, the, the biggest one probably being, uh, the young woman who Jim Curing is, um, interested in romantically. Yeah. Um, her, she, her, she's just heartbreaking to watch yeah, from start to end. Mm-hmm. Um, but another one that was really, right now I'm talking more about ones that kind of t- took more of getting used to for me is, uh what is it? Donnie WizKid or whatever. William H. Macy. Yeah. And this guy breaking down and, and the, you know, coming in and drunk. And it's interesting actually, cause there's two, I always think of, when I think of boogie nights, my favorite scene is actually when Philip Seymour Hoffman comes on to, uh, Mark Wahlberg.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he tries to kind of, I mean, he kisses him. Yeah. And he's embarrassed. It's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And it's a similar situation with this. If you remember, he's talking to the, uh, this guy, who's you know Brad, this bartender, uh, who has braces, and he goes so far as to get braces just to connect with him. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and he's like, "I love you," and he's like, "I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." It's it's really uncomfortable and very sad. And yeah. and um, and then there's just like you know, I think he plays a leprechaun in a movie, like The Luck of the Irish or oh, something yeah, from Disney. Yeah. But that that you know what I mean? Well, that guy, that like older guy, is, like you know he says it's dangerous to compare children with angels. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, it's not. What are you talking about? Another one is like the young boy, um, who you know finally stands up to his dad at the end, and, like when he pees himself when in the, you know, yeah. all of this is stuff that's just these heartbreaking moments, mm-hmm. and they all escalate, and um, all of this kind of tying into uh, the brokenness in the world. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, watching, you know. Donnie say, you know, I do have so much love to give, and then seeing this poor young girl who, you know, hates her father, yeah. and right. having people so. treat her like yeah. she's like she's crazy, yeah, and and you know, I mean, and and they range from right from the, these terrible things and and people dealing with cancer and mm-hmm. all the way to uh, you know. And and people being completely taken advantage of, to being people who just feel like they've never, you know, to people who feel like they truly never love them.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that is something that this sh- this movie does well <clears throat> is uh, the f- one of the first things I'd say is like it points out the fact that it's not horrendous and uh surprising that when people are bad as much as it's like a miracle when people are good right because the world is like so broken and people process it in different ways and most of the ways that people process how broken the world is that has broken them is by just you know destroying themselves or the people around them or both at the same time you know and uh And we're all broken, you know, I mean, because life is broken. I mean, um, I'm not saying there's not good things in it, but at the same time, I think that that that's the baseline for most people, you know. And and if if it's not broken yet, it will be eventually. And, you know, you've heard all this before, but uh, this movie uh, makes a really good showcase for all of these broken people, once again, it would be, it's, it's super, I mean, he's still, you know, kind of a piece of shit. Uh, Tom Cruise's character. Oh, but, absolutely. You know, I'm not like, but like, I mean, it's, 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 depre- it's even depressing with uh, the talk show host guy, who's probably the worst character in the whole thing. Oh, yeah. He is, but it's like, I don't it, people are just like, you know, uh, they're hurting, and they, uh, and it's sad, you know, and, and, and we all process it differently, which, it, you know, uh, I don't know if we want to jump into it, but this I think, where this movie is a good film that represents, t- you know, twos and their strength, which is the idea of helping people yes. willingly. And yeah. Di- and not just Sacrificing willingly. yourself. Yeah, but not just, wi- like, w- w- you know, so... Something with a two that, you know, I think is, uh, very admirable is the fact that they, um, it's not even like willingly, it's like they desire to help people, which I think is just so rare. And like, I'm, I was thinking, I'm like, you know, well, if, if a two had a superpower, what would it be? And it's like, uh, you know, you, you, you hear a lot like how, uh, i feel like i've heard a lot and you know in with talking about the enneagram and and dealing with with uh the topic of twos you know you hear a lot about how like they help people because they find people that need help and they help them because it like pretty much uh Meets their needs to help people, right? Right. And it almost gets spent in this like negative way. And don't get me wrong, we'll get into that eventually down the road. Sure. Because it can be very negative and it can be very bad for everyone involved. But on the flip side, you know, I even with what you were talking about, our brother, he's a two, and I, I, I will say, now granted, I think that this is for better and worse, but you know, it was it's so fascinating because. There's so many times where... And I think that this is... I think people are, like, fundamentally selfish. And I don't even... I don't mean that in, like, a super negative way. I think that it's just easy for us to be lost in ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? And to be, like... uh, A good day for me is to do what I want to do. And not do what I don't want to do. Right. You know what I mean? And on the flip side, you have someone like Shane, there's been so many times or that like, you know, with him, our brother, you know, it's something where, um, you know, he'll, he'll go and, we'll pretty much have a long day helping someone move or something like that and I'll be like, looking at the clock like, man, been here eight hours, I want to go home, you know, and Shane, it's like, it's, it's given him, you know, like he, he's he's good. He's like supercharged by it. Yeah, he's like, right, and it's like that in itself to me is a superpower. Yeah, is <laughs> like the idea the idea that like it it doesn't drain you to help other people. It like you thrive in it. Yeah, it's like that's a huge, um, uh, huge strength. That the I mean I think that that's why they can uh, they can adopt the uh, role of the superhero easily even or you know which is the fact that they're they're servants like to the core
0: well it's interesting you bring that up anyways because it's like who's like the superhero right right is superman, superman right and shane our brother has always um admired and we wish uh, I, I do wish so bad he could have been here yeah um and it, i'm sure there will be there, there's going to be an episode with him eventually um but uh, for the time being we just had to get his permission to be able to discuss uh him and, and give away his type so to speak um on this episode but shane has always he's always been so he's always loved superman mm-hmm. that's his guy right yeah um i think he owns like 18 superman shirts yeah you know right and uh, I think and I think that that's where that comes from mm-hmm. is is genuinely wanting to help the world yeah there's um you know talking about you know Jim Curing again it's like I think it's beautiful that he's the first he segues us you know so we have the the opening of all of these you know yeah. this these weird cases um, and then we have the introduction of characters and that ends and you know that leads us into the film and mm-hmm. you know the beginning of, of seeing all these, you know, different lights come together. Um, and one of the last things you hear him say, this is the last thing you hear him say. He says, uh, as we move through this life, we should do good. Yeah. And if we can do that and not hurt anybody else, yeah, well, and it's, the movie starts, yeah, and I think that that's a that's that it's that right. Yeah. It's it's and and that's why again that's why we wanted to pick this film. Yeah. Um, there was the the superficial. The, there was some, uh, well, it's not superficial. It's actually really um, serendipitous, I guess, that it happens to be about so many people. Yeah, because twos are very others focused. Yeah, um, but we really want to highlight the the beautiful energy that twos bring to the world, and I think that both these characters do a great job in
1: that. Right. Um, Well, they're the only two characters throughout all of it that aren't, like... So you have the man on the bed who's, like, sorry for himself. Even though he's sorry, probably, about what he did. Right. He's still... It's, like, still... um, Tom Cruise's dad? yeah, Yeah. It's still very, like, I am sad that I... I think existed. he's coming around at the very end, but it's... No, I think so, but it's still very... Uh, me-centric? No, I don't want to say selfish, but it, it it's it, it, without going really far down the line, I'm like, you could literally take, I think, at this time watching it through, I'm like, you could take every character. And it's like, even if they have, the, and this is what we were saying earlier, but I'm like, the world's so broken. I think that so many people are so focused on their problems. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then even when they help, it's like... They're helping because they want to feel good about themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean. Or they're if feeling he...
0: guilty, or even like that's his yeah. his his wife, right? Mm-hmm. Is Julianne Moore? Yeah. And her whole thing is, she's like, I've cheated on him, and I feel awful because yeah. he's taking care of me, and now I love him, and it's too late because he's right. dying. I don't want his money. Yeah. And it's genuine. I believe it's it totally is genuine. genuine. Yeah, yeah. But it's all. These are the two characters who are... F- their, their sole focus is on other people, really. Well, and it shows how... Jim Curring a little bit with, like... Yeah. A, he starts to, like, a girl, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, like... Well,
1: it just shows how, with both these characters as well, and I think with twos, and, like, a lesson people can learn from the type two. Um, but it's just the fact that it takes such little effort to be helpful. And, like, it showed, And I think, like, a little bit of help... Sometimes that's all people need is like a little bit of help to give them a little bit of hope. Yeah. And or to ask. A little, you know, get them... What's that? Or even
0: asking someone like how they're doing. Right. What do you, sure. What's going on? Do you need anything? You all right? Yeah. And caring.
1: Yeah. Which is another really strong point of it too is that they are able to like kind of sense that rather than even ask it, you know. Right. A lot of the times. So it's, it's intuitive, which, you know, means it's like they don't think about it. Right. It's not like how can I help this person? It's like they see this person needs help in this way. You know what I mean? Like that's one thing I, 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 believe that, um, I do believe that specifically Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. I think he was just doing what he thought was the best thing to do or, you know what I mean? I don't think that it was like, uh, self-serving in any way no i I think that he was just you know well it's even
0: beautiful when i don't know if you remember but uh there's somebody who who comes in um because again so it's like all right so jim's big thing is that jim wants to help the world right and he happens to meet a girl along the Mm -hmm. way who he thinks is you know attractive and and he starts to kind of fall for and it's that's really beautiful um and then even in the end you know his whole when he helps when he pulls over and this is actually one of my favorite things, too, by the way, and this is something I really caught this last time, is Philip, uh, William H. Macy. Because, oh, uh, we should say real quick that, you know, this movie um, concludes with frogs falling from the sky. Yes. Which is incredible because, again, we're it, wrapping that in with the beginning of the film. It's You're have to kind of asking the question, uh, is this something, is this just chance? Even the, the, the young kid, the young um, game show contestant, mm. he's he's looking at the sky and he says this is something that happens because it is there's been documented cases of frogs coming up in the sky because hurricane winds or something pick them up and they drop them off you know 100 miles away yeah but obviously not in this magnitude yeah um and then uh, i mean i think it's the most li- one of the most literal examples of a dxx Machia we have in film and if you have any doubt of that jim curring's gun falls yeah at the, end of the, at the end. but during all that when william ace she gets hit in the face with a frog mm-hmm. and falls down and breaks his teeth which he's been trying to like repair the whole movie uh so, uh, John, John C. Riley finds him Jim Curry, and he Pulls him away and he sits there and he listens and he's like You know it's this one he's like I really do have love to give And he's just listening and he's quiet And what I noticed this last time Is that when he t- drives him back To go put the money back and in That he stole yeah. from the place he works He's just yammering at him He's like, well, this is why you shouldn't do this And maybe you've got to get a better life And it's kind of really cool Because at a point he sh- shuts up And he just listens yeah. And then later he's dabbling you know, yeah. at him yeah. Trying to help, I'm sure right? Um, but that's that character Then you have Philip Seymour Hoffman Who is taking care of this dying old man Yeah. Um, and I think it's really beautiful There's a point where the his shift is over mm-hmm. And the next nurse comes in And he, he asks him He's like, oh, I'm good I'll yeah. take your shift because he wants to see this thing through um, right. to the point where even he's, uh, there's a, there's a really wonderful part when, and then when you're watching this character and you, you, you're really getting attached to him and, and really kind of pulling for him and seeing the beautiful energy that he's putting out there. Right. You get this point where he calls up the, uh, you remember this, he calls the grocery store and he's like, I'd like to get some peanut butter and some bread and uh, some milk and, and, uh, Playboy magazine. Do you have that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. and she's like, "Yeah, we have that." He's like, "Okay," and and a Hustler magazine. He's like, "Yo, oh, you have that?" And uh, uh, and he lists, lists like two other like you know smut magazines. Yeah, and she's like, "Do you want the bread and stuff?" She's like, "You clearly just want this," and you were kind of going, "This guy kind of like buying," but he's buying it to try to find the ad for T J Mackey. Yeah, because he's trying to get a hold of him. Right. So he's even self deprecating himself. Yeah, and the whole thing is just about trying to heal this relationship
1: for him for for. For, for someone else. Well, right. For him, all it is about is, you know, others. Yeah. Which, you know, uh, yeah, I think the world needs more of that for sure. You right. Know.
0: And so with this first half of the series, as Seth said, there's a lot we could say about how the types are, um, you know, can become self-indulgent or... or uh, even yeah. manipulate others um, yeah. they all train other people to see them certain ways this could even be a part of the problem with the two is they mm-hmm. can train other people to see them as the person who can always be leaned on but eventually they do need something because they do yeah um, but we don't I don't this this half at least as we go through these nine types I don't want to get caught up in the challenges that they face as much mm-hmm. um, as important as that is I want to spend some time first really celebrating what it is that they bring to the table and that part of reality and we've talked about this before but there's there's this one part of reality they see so clearly and for the two that is the world could use a a little
1: bit of help mm-hmm. absolutely so here's something that we should talk about real quick is there like a um test that we can like guide people towards that that's a great question for people that are listening I mean they could google te- Enneagram test But with all the work you've done with it Is there anything you'd recommend
0: Well what I would really like um, Is This is what I would recommend to somebody Who I'm not doing a personal interview to Because that's yeah. the hard thing Is Most of the time at this point in my life mm. When we first took it um, We took it with this test It was like 90 like cards And they were just words mm-hmm. um, And out of those 90s cards, you would take pick 20 cards That described you And from those 20 cards, you would be able to You know Have, have an inkling Of, you know, to begin to dis- to Discern what type of person it Might be, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of ways to do this um, As time went on, more and more I found that Those can be faulty, and, and there's nothing's no test is gospel I mean, the Enneagram's not gospel, no. right? Yeah. So it's like when it comes down to the test,
1: well, like we you don't, said the first time, the test, like for the a good way to put it would be say, like, uh, the test isn't telling you what number you are, right? You, you know, typed
0: as something the, that you, you weren't, right?
1: Yeah, correct. Yeah, so there you go, right?
0: And so, did like, like, probably a quarter of the people that we in our friends group, yeah. typed differently than what they yeah. wound up being. And I think that that's what's what's hard is the thing you, especially when you're younger, because we took it like in high school. And we were kind of like, oh, that's what I am, and we went with that. Yeah. And for one, there's the question of like, are high school students like old enough to take this? And I think, I think for the most part, I think that if, uh, so long as they're being introspective, that's they that's fine. Yeah. But they that's the they have to be being introspective because otherwise, I'm seeing tons of people who I dated a girl, who I found out typed as something different like this year, and I dated this person like. 10 years ago almost right yeah and so it's like because people are you know continuing to grow and you really have to look at the motivation and in some cases you have to really live life Mm -hmm. you know to see that um there's a lot of there's a lot to it Um, and so at this juncture yeah what i like to do is really talk through this with someone and really try to get a feel for the um temperament their temperament mm-hmm. and where their answers kind of go uh there's kind of two traditions as i really understand it at least that i've been mostly exposed to there's a narrative tradition which is about storytelling and doing typing interviews where people talk and they go well how do you feel about this how do you feel about this mm-hmm. um, almost like a therapist would mm-hmm. and then there's more of an academically focused one which is like go read this what do you think and that's really so good what would you recommend yeah they i'm sorry
1: yeah it's right. they can't really uh
0: so from that, well, I wanted to say, I should say, the reason mm-hmm. I went into all of that is um, to kind of give more of a frame of reference of how important it is mm-hmm. to type type well. Um, it takes, and so with yeah. that, my advice would be, there's something called the INIA app, okay?
1: Okay.
0: I would take that. Um, I think that you have to pay like $3 to like see more about the type, Um you know, like what they're don't
1: pay for that. But you don't
0: need to pay for that No. Come so, here
1: to our podcast. Yeah. No, but
0: honestly, like there's a lot of stuff like
1: in in. Well, there's good books on it. As there's well. a lot
0: of great yeah. Yeah, there's no absolutely. There's a lot of great literature on it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's it's not just our podcast. There's other podcasts you could listen to. Right. Um, there is uh, there's a whole series of songs by. Um, an artist who makes music under the name sleeping at last yeah. and he has, he's made a song for each type
1: in a podcast,
0: and a podcast on each yeah. type And in, in, I'm going to tell you this too, with a lot of this material, you're going to find that there's a lot of give and take. Okay. Like I'm yeah. going to tell you right now, even the India app, I don't agree with everything it says on there. Mm-mm. Um, and I think that I think a person needs to be pretty founded in their type first because, and we've mentioned this in our other, our, you know, our previous podcast, but there's a, there's a whole lot of, you know, uh, When somebody is not, is uh, mature, let's say, in the Enneagram, there's a whole lot of like, oh, that's totally two. Oh, that's something a four would definitely say. All right, type three. Yeah. And that can be, um, I think, okay Mm -hmm. if you have a relationship and you understand what it is, but I, I think that for the most part, I think it's it's it does more harm than good. Yeah. Especially if you just get into it and you start stereotyping people and stereotyping yourself. Yeah. You know, there will people be like, uh, people say fours paint, and I've never painted in my life. Maybe I'm not a four. That has nothing to do with it. Okay. Yeah. That but, might be something that a lot of fours experience. Sure, that might right. be how they channel their creativity. It won't be you. Sure. So with that, take I would suggest taking the INIA app, mm-hmm. allowing that to Um, direct your attention to certain types it should give you two or three types that you uh like a percentage margin like hey you're probably a four but you could be a five and you could be a seven whatever Mm -hmm. it is okay? okay and it'll give you percentage markers and i would then suggest finding literature whether it's online and and or a book and not just reading one thing really kind of exploring and try to understand the common denominators in anything you're listening to. Mm-hmm. So the common denominator for a two is that they're others focused. The common denominators for a two are that they are um, they have a genuine like service centric mentality, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they desire to help other people. they want to love on other people um, and, and really to get love. Yeah, um, that's a lot of where that's coming from. Um, so there, there's common denominators in all the texts.
1: here's a question I have: What like what, when you when I hear that, what like for instance, like they, they give love to get love, so it's like they that makes it sound like it's like they help people to get help.
0: They want to be needed. Yeah. Okay. They want to be. Um, they're they we we've talked about this before, but there's an ego um, message to. Mm each type and and ego doesn't mean you know arrogant or pompous or that's not what that means in this scenario it means it's the it's the message that your brain shouts at you for a two it's it's um you're good if you are of use mm-hmm. if P, if you can help take care of somebody if you're there for others and and i think that at the core a lot of us are trying to get love and a lot of us are trying to be accepted and a lot of us are trying to get
1: Would you say every number desires like a purpose?
0: I I definitely would say that. Would you say that?
1: I don't know. I guess yeah. I mean, I think that that's even what maybe love is yeah. in our mind. Sure. Purpose. But oh yeah, so Cool well, and they all get so, inter-
0: intermingled, right? And so for mm-hmm. a 2 and that's what I'm saying. So for it's a 2 for it's like now, I so mean, two twos
1: purposes is is Helping those they love. Yeah.
0: Is being there for people. Is being yeah. an instrument to help others. Mm-hmm. Is the, 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 having themselves be forfeit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, so when we talk about, you know, what is when a two is trying to get love by giving love, a, a two wants to be desired and they want to be um, cared for and they want to be. Uh, I wouldn't even say that a two wants to be taken care of because I think a two will have a hard time with that. Now, granted, we all want to, like, put our feet up sometimes and, like, calm down. And when a two doesn't get that, like, when they finally, like, need it deep down, that can become a problem, right? Um, But that that has to do with that whole lie that we all tell ourselves, right? Like, how many times have you heard, like, a, uh, you know... How many times have you seen a 7 be like, it's not time for fun anymore? How many times so, have you seen an 8 yeah. be like, I can't always carry everything? Mm-hmm. But they can. But it's like, but I also can't because I'm a human.
1: Right. So, And then what What are the resources for a 2?
0: That's a great question, Zeth. The resources yeah. are, uh, traditionally, they were, um, uh, if you look at the Enneagram, you're going to see that the arrows point to two separate types, okay? Mm-hmm. Each arrow, each point from the Enneagram. Uh, diverges into two separate types. And a a lot of the studying around this talks about disintegration or integration. So it'll say like, if you're a seven, you go to a one in a bad place. But Mm -hmm. if you're a seven, you go to a five in a good place. Um, In my experience, it hasn't been exactly that. I think that that might be more often than not the way it goes, but I think you can utilize either. For a two, they have connections to type four and type eight and so the traditional teaching and i do think this can work sometimes mm-hmm. is that when they are frustrated they will come and they will go into the, uh, that eight space and they'll be more assertive so and they'll when be more they aggressive need to put their
1: feet up. yeah be like yeah
0: and it probably is when they need to put their feet up but instead they just can bark and be angry and, and you see that aggression come mm-hmm. out you can there you said this i think i think that you said this in our previous podcast do you say twos are intense i think you did I might have, but they you know. are yeah, they okay, are. Yeah. and so you'll start to see that. So um, they care deeply, but they also be yeah. uh, deeply ang- uh, yeah. frustrated. Yeah. Um, and so for the two, uh, yeah. I think that you've said. I think that we've talked about this before. There's some eights. There's some twos that when you go when they go to an eight, it's like they look like more of an eight than an eight does. Yeah. They get very.
1: You know, at least,
0: at least on the surface, without yeah, looking any certainly.
1: deeper. So, and then what would it look like for a two to go to a four?
0: Well, so so with the eight, right? We've got um, in the positive side that it allows them to kind of say what they need, and, mm-hmm. and that could be a positive aspect where they could go there. Uh, but if they go in there in a negative spot, it could be I never get what I want, and so now I'm I'm pissed off. Okay. Yeah. Now to a four. Um, traditionally, they say that the four is a positive place for a two to go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. And what that looks like is, practically, is fours are much more introspective. Mm-hmm. Um, their feelings kind of go inward, and they're very self-aware. So for a two to say, oh, gosh, I need some things yeah. is a good thing for them. It's good for them to look inside and see what they need, right? And mm-hmm. that's really good teaching. I think also, though, it, it can, in contrast, I think it can be very much, woe is me. I'm the martyr. Yeah, I can't believe that this happened. Yada, 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 right? Sure. Okay, so uh but those are the those are the resource points okay and then what are their wings their wings um for those of you who are unfamiliar it was going to yeah. be something on either side of you now again traditionally there, there's there's kind of two minds about this there is you have both wings and you can go between either one and then there's no you're definitely dominant one and i think the answer to that is yes i think yeah. that it's both i have met people who very much don't go one way or the other and i've met people who are definitively one like that wing is so strong in them and so it's going to be for the two either the one or the three mm-hmm. so a one a two with the one wing you're going to find them kind of helping for a greater good that's going to be a large goal for them mm-hmm. they're going to be a lot more um there's that they have that morality of the one they have that right action of the one okay. and that they, that they desire and so you're going to find a lot of these are going to be people who are you know missionaries or uh even doctors and, and it's not to say that twos with threes can't be doctors or a five can't be a missionary or whatever, but this is something that stereotypically you could yeah, kind of think yeah. of for a two with a three. Um, it, it tends a lot be, to be a lot more. Um, I think that that's where the, the, the desire for love comes even stronger. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, that's going to, or, or it's going to be a little bit more on the surface to, a, to an extent it's going to look like you might get even more of that feeling. You might even, they might even come off, um, maybe, uh, Imposing to you I mean either type can Twos can come off Imposing in general Because they really Do care about you Mm -hmm. Um, So For a two uh, With a three wing You're going to see A lot of I'm going to do this For you And then You know Wanting to get the Praise for that Um, But also not But yes definitely Um, And then for a one With a two I think that the That can be a In contrast The one with a two Will be more repressed Probably Okay Which probably makes The blow ups worse
1: Yeah So in conclusion, in that, conclusion, well, so yeah, you're saying so a two has a wing, of either one, either either both or one yeah. or two. So here, because because here's a good question: is like these characters also seem pretty different? These two characters in a way, yeah. You know what I mean? Like one is kind of like aggressive, mm-hmm. like uh, but not that smart, yeah. and the other one is really soft but pretty sharp. Yeah. You know, yes. even, like, to, like, kind of, like, start that, like, investigating yes. this guy. Like, how are they the same number?
0: I'm glad you brought that up, Seth. Yeah. Um, I have two things to say about that. First first of all, it, uh, this is a good example of twos can be different. Uh-huh. You can be a person with a low IQ and be a five, okay? Right. You can be a person with an incredibly high IQ and be, you know... I don't know, like even like an eight, right? Like sure. let's say like you someone sees the eight and they go, oh, it's a big burly bear. No, very often I found eights to be incredibly intelligent. Sure. this has nothing to do with with and, and a, there's such a there's as many we say this a lot there's as many blank whatever type. So in this case, twos. So there's as many twos as there are people in the world. Yeah. There's as many twos as there are twos in the world. And so when you when you when you take that into account, this is. This is going to be a, this is a, f- a fine example of that. Both of these people, I think, are bent towards wanting to help people, and mm-hmm. they wanting, they're wanting to make things better. Actually, Jim Curring, I think, is actually a really good example of maybe even a two with a one. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of the judgmental aspect, and the crit- yeah. he even acknowledges that at one point. He says, I know I can be judgmental, I know I can be critical, and I'm really going to try not to do that right now. Yeah. But it seems like his focus and his overall energy is a little bit more two-esque. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more gentle and inviting. Um, mm-hmm. And even when he gets angry It's kind of like awkward And he's trying to be polite While he's being angry yeah. um, Which
1: also could be him Going to his maybe Sure definitely okay. Absolutely Yeah
0: Here's the other thing I would say Yeah I don't know these two types Or twos I yeah. I think that this film Does an excellent job Saying the world's hurting mm-hmm. And people out there Are going through more Than you know Even the really awful people Yeah And so maybe We should help Maybe we should do good
1: okay? Yeah um, and
0: so in closing um, I really want to uh, I want to talk about two things um, One thing that was kind of really interesting to me Is I was reading uh, I've been reading a lot about You know Right now I'm in a phase where I'm, talk- I'm like uh, It's really interesting to me to read about How a film was made I've always been like that right But mm-hmm. like it's really cool to hear Things from the director I bought this book recently called 1999 um, uh, the best movie year ever. Yeah, and it talks about you know Cause it, was. It, it talks about Magnolia, it talks yeah. about Fight Club, it talks about The Matrix, it talks yeah, about you know room. yeah American mm-hmm. Beauty, Cruel Intentions, the weird ones around there. But okay, so it, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it has like all these office space, um, and
1: modern day class. I bring
0: it up because uh, Magnolia is in there, but it's also the last chapter. So I was gonna read that before. I got into this but I, I alas that didn't happen for me but things that I have um, looked up especially in regards to Paul Thomas Anderson especially being one of my favorite film directors mm-hmm. um, someone who you can guarantee if he made a film I'm gonna go see it yeah um,
1: which isn't Paul Thomas Anderson coming out with something at the end of the month
0: I actually think he is yeah. you mentioned that earlier and I'm um, like I, I actually think that's true is something you said it was yeah. musical or something yeah or? with
1: like Tom York which I need to tell John Allen about
0: John Allen because yeah, He's a big old Radiohead fan. Yeah, um,
1: probably already knows though.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> so um, what I was going to say is, is uh, I think that you know, in in reading up about Paul Thomas Anderson and kind of you know this film and, and mm-hmm. his his uh, he he said he wanted to play um, his whole goal for. Paul for, for Phil Parma, Fulton Horhoffman's character was, to play a really simple, uncomplicated, care, caring character. Okay. And the way that Fulton Horhoffman described him is someone who really takes pride in the fact that every day he's dealing with life and death circumstances. Okay. And that's really interesting for, it's funny, like me and Seth are smiling at each other right now, yeah. which you can't see, but the point being is because the seven deadly sins and then plus two are attributed to the nine types. And for the two, it's pride. Mm-hmm. And for Shane, our brother, um, I remember, and I've, stu- I've used this in my teaching ever since, because I love hearing it from from the camel's mouth, so to speak. Being a self-identified type two, for him to say, he, he said, I, I asked him how, what that looks like practically, and this was like 10 years ago at this point, right? Like yeah. eight years ago or something. And he said, I think that for twos, the pride comes from the idea that they are the one who can go without. Mm-hmm. And if you're not careful, that can be the downfall. Yeah. Okay. And so to counteract that, um, and we'll probably encourage this more than once for each type, uh, there, there are kind of, you know, path to w- integration, as we call it, or path to, you redemption. know, redemption. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: A- allow others to help you mm-hmm. and, and let them know how you experience love. Yeah. and and that means taking asking yourself how you experience love yeah ask yourself those questions spend some time thinking about what you really need and what you really want yeah and, and tell tell people that if something hurts you let them know um, because as you've probably found out if you are too, eventually it will come up and it's not going to be pretty when it does mm-hmm. And I think even more importantly um, it, it's just good for you. Mm-hmm. Spend some time thinking about what you need. Um, do things for yourself and, and maybe question your motivations when you are helping somebody. yeah um, And I guess that's kind of my my two cents for the two. All right It's a lot two-centric.
1: yeah
0: there's been a lot of there's two I said two centric. I think I said two something else or whatever these are all unintentional puns, but but you know you, you get the job. Last... but 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 we love you. you know I, I love my twos because I know that they're I know that they care. And that's great, um, and that's and, and the 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 idea that the world could use a little bit of care and healing, or a lot of it, mm-hmm. is uh, it's a it's a beautiful beautiful piece of the truth to see.
1: Or in truly selfless acts. Yeah, that would be nice. And
0: so thank you to our twos. I awesome. hope you feel loved with this. I really yeah. do. I hope you feel cared for because you, because you are, yeah. and I hope you feel important, and I hope you understand that. But I also cool. hope that you let other you know maybe put that burden down a little bit sometimes and,
1: yeah we're, i mean I, I would say the last thing is we're kind of just getting started with not only uh this series but uh all of it you know yeah so we'll, we'll be diving more into these numbers and stuff i hope yeah. this we did yeah this justice. won't be our last episode
0: on twos no um, no
1: so until next time until next time see you all